Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. This is The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. In the decades since smartphones became our everything, many of us now spend long hours staring into a screen, as well as possibly also sitting in front of a computer monitor, the TV and various other blue light emitting devices. Only now have we started to understand the problems exposure to blue light could be causing us, including that it could actually be ageing us. Today we look into the issue with blue light and how we can help ourselves avoid its addictive glow. But first, in news headlines for Tuesday, December 5. Westpac says they're working to fix an issue that's left their customers unable to access their accounts online. Westpac informed customers via social media that a routine technology update had caused the online outage, apologising for the inconvenience and saying they were working to restore services. A routine tech upgrade is what was also blamed for the Optus outage last month. After a three-day break, Brittany Higgins will again face cross-examination over her claim she was raped by a colleague in Parliament House. She's testifying at the defamation trial brought by Bruce Lerman against Network 10 and journalist Lisa Wilkinson over a report from February 2021 where Brittany Higgins described her ordeal on the project, claiming the report destroyed his reputation despite not being named at the time. A criminal trial on the matter was abandoned due to juror misconduct before a verdict could be reached. Ms Higgins alleged she was raped by Lerman on a couch in then-Minister Linda Reynolds' office. Under questioning by Lerman's barristers, Ms Higgins has rejected allegations she simply passed out while drunk and fabricated the sexual assault to keep her job. Her interrogation has been emotional and tense, with the former junior media adviser becoming angry and tearful on numerous occasions when faced with accusations she lied or falsified her claims. The Reserve Bank is widely expected to keep the cash rate on hold this month in a pre-Christmas reprieve for those struggling to meet mortgage repayments. Headline inflation grew 4.9% in October, down from 5.6% in September. A poll taken last week finding 28 of 30 economists predicting that the cash rate will be left at 4.35%. Those tipping the rate hold include Australia's four big banks. Suicide Prevention Australia says their records show a sharp rise in financial distress amongst middle-aged middle-wage workers who are carrying a greater share of the economic burden. Their research finding those aged 30 35 to 49 and who earn between 50 and 150 thousand dollars a year are now six times more likely to be exhibiting suicidal behaviours. 
One of the men released from indefinite detention after a High Court ruling deemed it illegal has been charged with two counts of indecent assault. The 65-year-old was arrested at a motel in Adelaide after a report of a woman being indecently assaulted by a guest. He did not apply for bail and has been remanded in custody. He had been released from WA's Yonga Detention Centre just three weeks ago, where he was being held due to being previously accused of attacking three women convicted of assault in 2016. Border Force has confirmed the man is the second of the 148 people released to have been charged, another released on bail in New South Wales. The government is working on extending anti-terror laws to apply to serious and violent sexual offenders. After her successful stint on TV show American Horror Story, Kim Kardashian is rumoured to be taking up a new acting gig, playing a role based on the lawyer who handled her divorce from Kanye. Kim is reportedly playing a version of Laura Wasser, a famous LA divorce attorney who's been the go-to for celebs when they go through a big breakup. From Kim herself, her mum Kris Jenner, Angelina Jolie, Kevin Costner, Britney Spears, Heidi Klum and Ariana Grande to name a few. The show, which will stream on Hulu, has been described as a sexy adult procedural where Kim will head up a fake all-female law firm, putting her real-life law degree to use. That's your latest news headlines in a moment. Today's Deep Dive. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Blue light is part of the spectrum that's visible to the human eye. For the science nerds out there, it vibrates within the 380 to 500 nanometer range with the shortest wavelength and highest energy. It makes up around a third of all visible light, with the sun, the biggest source of it, followed by artificial sources like fluorescent lighting, LED TVs, computer monitors and our smartphones and tablets. So what does blue light do for us? Well, it can boost our alertness levels, it helps our memory and brain function, and can elevate our moods. It helps us regulate our wake and sleep cycle, what's referred to as our circadian rhythm, and is important for the development of children's eyes and vision. But what if we have too much exposure to blue light and at the wrong times of the day? A 2022 representative survey found that Australians spend around 150 minutes a day on their phone, with one in six admitting to looking into that screen for more than five hours a day. That's 76 days or more than two months a year. While exposure to blue light through these devices is much smaller than what we get from the sun, there's concern about the long-term effects of screen time and just how concentrated it is on our faces. Our eyes aren't great at blocking blue light, with it passing easily through the front of the eye, through the cornea and lens to the retina, where the cells convert that light into messages so the brain can process the image it's seeing. Constant exposure to blue light over time could damage those cells, causing issues like age-related macular degeneration. 
Exposure to blue light after the sun has gone down for the day can also impact our sleep patterns. And interrupting that can lead to chronic disease such as type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, cancer, sleep disorders and cognitive function. But what is it doing to our skin? Dr. Liz Dawes-Higgs is a dermatologist and skin specialist. Liz, the research into the impact of blue light from our devices on our skin seems to be pretty new, but what do we know about what it's doing to our faces? Well, we do know that we're getting more evidence that blue light is impacting our ageing and accelerating things like collagen breakdown. And it's all new research that's coming out, so there's a lot for us to learn about blue light. What have we learnt about it so far? So collagen breakdown seems to be one part of it. Do we know what else it could be doing to our skin? We do know that blue light can impact on pigmentation and we're all worried about pigmentation, particularly in darker skin types. And blue light can accelerate that production of colour in your skin as well as the ageing. I understand, though, that blue light can sometimes help some skin issues. Do we use it for the treatment of, say, acne, for example? We do, and that's where it's a paradox, really, isn't it? Because we do use it for acne. It's very good for acne. And we also can use it for things like psoriasis and eczema as well. So it's got some beneficial effects. What exactly is blue light doing to our skin? Is it penetrating it somehow? Is it changing the cell structure? Do we know scientifically sort of what it's doing to our skin? We're starting to learn that, and that's part of all of the research that's coming out. But we do understand that blue light, it doesn't penetrate very far into our skin, but it does produce what we call these reactive oxygen species. So it's these um, very complex processes that stimulate up some of the cells in the skin to then do things like break down the collagen or produce pigmentation. Do we know if blue light from our devices can be cancerous, like UV light is from the sun, for example? We haven't got that evidence. And we do know that blue light doesn't penetrate in so far, so we haven't got that evidence to date. What we do know is that we're spending so much more time using these devices, so it is becoming more and more significant in terms of our exposure to the blue light. So it's an important question. Do we have any understanding about sort of how much exposure to blue light from devices is doing us harm? Like, is it someone who's only on it for an hour a day, for example, or does it require, you know, 10 hours of exposure a day? Do we have any idea of just what level of exposure is impacting our skin? We don't have those exact figures. We know that we're using these devices more, you know, we're spending hours on these devices, but also things like holding up a phone to your face, for instance. We don't even know about the distance to your skin. That's important. A lot of us hold this phone up and it's touching our skin when we're listening to our phone rather than using earpods, all of those sorts of things. But look, the bulk of the blue light is still coming from the sun, but our exposure indoors, you know, there's a lot of light sources indoors that we're increasingly aware of now. What about these other light therapies? It seems to be quite the rage at the moment. People are purchasing masks worth hundreds of dollars that just project certain light frequencies onto their skin. What do we know about the benefits and maybe potential issues with these light therapies? 
Well, it's the same with blue light. So a lot of these devices are red light, but it depends on the dosage as well and the amount of time that you're spending under these devices. And a lot of that information we don't know, but we do know that in general, some of the red light and blue light is used for things like I was saying before, you know, acne and psoriasis and dermatitis. So we don't know though specifically the, the dosages that some of these devices are marketed with. Liz, where do we stand on skincare that claims to counteract the impacts of blue light? Is that just something we're being marketed as a potential way to deal with this or is there some science to back up the skincare and what ingredients might actually be helping us deal with blue light exposure? There is some science actually behind protection and what it is is that sunscreen particularly physical sunscreen. So sunscreen contains either a physical or a chemical blocker. And we know that chemical blockers don't block the blue light, but physical do. So if a sunscreen or a product comes with a physical blocker, and we're talking things like titanium dioxide, those sorts of words, then yes, they will help to block blue light. What about those that claim to counteract the damage done by blue light? So things like acids, et cetera, that claim to undo the damage done by blue light. Is there any science to back that up? Technically, yes, there is, but not specifically to blue light. So blue light will cause the ageing, can contribute to ageing, and that's evidence that's starting to come out. The botanicals and cosmeceuticals that include things like acids, they do help with photo-aging, shall we say. So not specifically to blue light as such, but in general. Lizzie, are you going to tell us, like so many other experts, that maybe we should just pop our devices down for a bit longer? Well, that would be great. I'd love to tell my kids that. (laughs) Thanks again for spending some time with us, giving us a quick bit of your time to feed your mind. Appreciate you. Also, remember, if you do have story ideas, you can let us know about them. Just email us, thequickie at mamamia.com.au. The Quickie is produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Tom Lyon. 